Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Synergy Cast. I am your host, Sonia Joffer, and on today's episode, I invite Kyle Cardoza, who is a social media influencer, to join me for a conversation on the law of attraction. We talk about how it's rooted in science, what toxic positivity is and why it's problematic, and how you can use the law of attraction to achieve the life of your dreams. I want to put a content warning out there that we do discuss depression and alcohol use in today's episode, so please utilize that self-care while listening. If you want to follow Kyle on social media, you can do so on Instagram at Kyle underscore Cardoza 95 and on TikTok at Kyle Cardoza 95. You'll also find the link to his YouTube channel in the episode notes. So check that out. There's also some amazing resources that were mentioned in today's episode in the notes. And I also found a link that talks about how you can use the law of attraction with activism, which I personally find very fascinating. Also, I want to reiterate something before we get started, that nobody deserves negative things to happen to them. So I know that the law of attraction does send this message that what you think you will attract, but when it comes to topics, especially like systemic oppression and racial injustice, these are not the individual's fault. These are beyond the power of just the individual because they're so rooted in our systems, in our society, in our institutions. So I want to make that very clear that these are beyond the control of just the individual. So it will take all of us as a community to come together to then overcome these extreme circumstances. But this is where the law of attraction can come in because even though topics that we discussed today are so beyond the control of just the individual, there are still certain powers that we as individuals have access to. So when we utilize those powers and then we come together as a community, then we can overcome these extreme circumstances. So that's where the law of attraction can play a role in that. After all, at the end of the day, the law of attraction is all about action and so is activism. Also, I want to make it very clear that the law of attraction does not cure mental health. So I know Kyle discusses some tips on how to improve mental health with the law of attraction in today's episode, but that was in regards to less severe and more general experiences of depression. So if you have more severe types of depression, please seek resources and help. And if you need help finding mental health resources in your area, please DM me and I'd be happy to help you out. I also want to put another note out there that I know sometimes I slip up and refer to myself as a therapist like I do in today's episode, but I'm not a therapist yet. I am still undergoing my training to become a therapist, but I do not have my licensure yet, so I'm not officially a therapist yet. All right, everyone, without further ado, I'm going to play the conversation that we had, and I hope you all enjoy listening to today's episode. So welcome to the show, Kyle. I'm so psyched to have you on the show. So thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out and inviting me to come on the podcast. I'm really excited. Of course. And I know that you do a lot of cool things. You have a lot of cool projects going on. But one of the main things how I found you was through TikTok. So I know that you are like a social media influencer, but that's not the only aspect of who you are. So to get a little introduction for the listeners who don't know you, what do you want to share about yourself? 
For sure. Uh, so first of all, my name is Kyle Cardoza. Uh, I'm a 25-year-old social media specialist, content creator, entertainment reporter, uh, influencer. Um, I just genuinely love social media, content creation, everything in general. Um, so that's really helped me kind of define what career path I want to go down, what exactly type of content that I want to make. And I just love talking. I love communicating. Um, and I just love being in front of a camera as well. So I've, you know, I have background in, in entertainment reporting. I'm a digital marketer. Uh, obviously, I, I, I'm a TikTok influencer. I'm a social media specialist, as well as just being an entrepreneur in general. I like starting a lot of things on my own, building businesses, building capital in terms of those businesses, um, and really just kind of being able to self-manage myself as well as self-fund myself in terms of the things that I want to do. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. There's like so many different avenues that you're involved in, which I think is really cool. And especially like your social media, which is what I found you on. I really like how you use your social media to kind of spread messages in like a positive way. And I know we talked about this before too, um, when we were planning for the podcast, but social media can be used in so many different ways. But I feel like the way you use it is in a very positive way. So I really like that. Oh, thank you so much. I just think it's extremely important to use social media to make a positive impact in terms of society and in terms of the world, because there's a lot of negative things in the world that people are consistently told and consistently shown. So it's really important to have that, I guess you could say, positive impact and just positive foundation to help individuals who you know may not have a, the best positive mindset, give them more of a push to be more positive. Exactly. I love that. And also, like, it's with access too. Because a lot of people don't have access to studying like the topic we're talking about today, the law of attraction. A lot of Mm -hmm. people don't have access to going to an institution to study about that. But they have mostly everybody has a cell phone so they can just watch your TikTok videos or, you know, just look it up that way. So I think that's the cool thing about social media, too, is it gets it gets people that access to knowledge that they probably wouldn't normally be able to have. Very true. Very true. Thank God if if Google was never here, you know, in terms of having that access to all of these different facets of information, uh, the world would be extremely limited. So thank God Google's here because we can learn anything uh, at a moment's notice. You know, you never really have to enroll in like a class or enroll in a course because we have the Internet now. (laughs) So that's our class and that's our course. Exactly. That's so true. Um, So speaking of the law of attraction and learning about it, I know we're going to dive into that for today, but what got you interested in studying the law of attraction and kind of what was like your personal experiences with the law of attraction that kind of got you interested in it? Yeah, for sure. Um, So overall, I would say I I first encountered the the law of attraction uh, when I was 18 years old. But before that, I had been very obsessed since I was about five years old in science. And my mom put a lot of optimism in me and a lot of positivity in me. She was consistently telling me that I can do what I want to do, that I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to, and just giving me a lot of positive reinforcement growing up, like throughout my years. As I grew up, you know, from five years old until I'm 25 now, so from five to 25, I've been very obsessed with science, very obsessed with space, very obsessed with the universe, very obsessed with atoms, particles, molecules. Just I, I was very obsessed with how this entire world was constructed, how it works, uh, the deep mysteries of the world, I guess, if you will. So that gave me a huge scientific background. Um, and then once I reached 18 years old, I joined a network marketing business. And in that business, I was surrounded by you know, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. 
making $30,000 a month, $60,000 a month, just absurd amounts of money. Uh, and I was very interested in how they got there and how they achieved that. Uh, and when I asked them, they said the law of attraction. I didn't know what the law of attraction was at the time. But as I started to study the fundamentals of the law of attraction, understand it a little bit more, it started to make sense to me. Things started to click, especially when I matched it with what I understand of science, my scientific background, and just how I've understood uh, or how I've come to understand the world so far. So it just kind of, it just instantly clicked. But I found out about it at 18, but I didn't take it seriously until 23. So there's a little bit of a gap there in terms of really utilizing it in my own life. Yeah, I think it's so cool to hear how people got to where they're at now. And so thank you for sharing that story. I say on this podcast a lot, I believe everything's interconnected. And I see that in your story too. Like it started off with your fascination with science and, um, you know, the universe and the like space and stuff like that. And I can relate to that because I was that kid too, like in grade school, like, in my free time, I would watch YouTube videos about the universe and just like the solar system okay. and shit like that. So I can relate to that too. And I think that's what kind of got me also interested in the law of attraction. I heard about it when I was like 13 or 14 first with The Secret. Mm. Um, that I think that's one of the most like staple, famous. Yeah, books. that's like the, the, the beginner's uh, entry point to the law of attraction, I feel like, is The Secret. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for listeners that don't know what the law of attraction is, how would you define that? And also, I know there's like different types of laws that fall under it as well. So mm -hmm. for listeners who have not studied it or don't know about it, how would you describe that? For sure. Um, I could do it in a, I could explain this in a very clear and concise way that I hope everybody can follow. So the main pre premise of the law of attraction is uh, what you think consistently in your mind is what will come into your life. So essentially what you think you attract, right? The thing that a lot of people kind of, I guess you could say, mischaracterize with the law of attraction is it can seem like magic to a degree. You know, what you think, for instance, if I want a Mercedes and I consistently think about a Mercedes, it's just going to populate in my life and, and you, you know, just come here. That's a common misconception. You know, it's not necessarily magic, especially when you understand the science behind it. When you look at the science behind it, you start to realize that everything, no matter this laptop we're talking on, my cell phone, these books, my fingers, uh, your glasses, is simply just made up of energy. So everything's made up of atoms, energy, molecules, you know, to the very, very simple compounds of what comprises that, comprises that particular item, um, everything. So at the end of the day, everything is literally just one thing. Uh, the only difference is, is these atoms that we see, uh, they all vibrate at different frequencies. So that's why, for instance, I have a cell phone and it looks like a cell phone and the case looks different. And, you know, there's a couch over here that looks different. There's a teddy bear right there that looks different. But that's why everything looks different is because the atoms vibrate differently. With our thought process, with our mindsets, if we can consistently focus on, um, let's say for, for a very simple example, I wanted to become a news reporter before. I, cons I consistently focused on becoming a news reporter, very much looking forward to becoming a news reporter. Mind you, at that point in my life, I had no news experience, never taken a news class, didn't know any reporters, just nothing at all. Um, but I had held that thought consistently in my mind. With that thought being held consistently in my mind, I was essentially sending out what is called a frequency 
with my thought process. So a lot of people don't necessarily understand or um, know this concept in terms of sending a frequency, but every single thought that anybody has ever at any time, whether you're like, I want a McDonald's fry, or whether you're like, I want to be a millionaire one day, that thought produces an amount of energy. We just can't see it because it's invisible. Same way we can't see Wi-Fi, you know, same way we can't see, um, you know, cellular ranges, same way we can't see, um, you know, the, the connection that goes to our TVs that makes us watch TV and things like that. It's the exact same thing. Thought processes that we have consistently send frequencies out into, I guess, if you want to call it the ether, the infinite energy that is and comprises of all things, which then attracts what we're consistently focusing on. But at the same time, you know, you can't just sit on your couch and just focus on something and then expect it to come because you need to take action, of course. But yeah, if you can hold that thought process consistently, as well as match it with a good feeling in your heart. So I like to tell people, it's like the night before Christmas. You know, when you're thinking of what you want. um, So let, you know, back to my example of being a news reporter, it was the night before Christmas for me, knowing that you know, Santa Claus was coming, the presents were under the tree, um, essentially the exact same thing. I'm going to be a news reporter, uh, a great career in news is coming for me. The exact same feeling that I had when I was a kid was the exact same feeling that I had thinking of becoming a news reporter. And because I had that feeling, kept that thought pattern and took action towards becoming a news reporter, it happened for me. So it got accomplished. Um, but that at the end of the day is really the simple pres- uh, precipice of the law of attraction is essentially what you think you become, what you think you attract. And it's kind of the exact same thing as prayer, ask, believe, receive, karma, what you sow, you shall reap, law of attraction, uh, what you think you will attract. These are all essentially the exact same premises, just different mantras. I like the way you broke that down. I was also gonna, I like how you brought up some like common misconceptions, because I feel like I struggle with this when I first heard about the law of attraction at 14. And that's why I feel like I kind of gave up on it a little bit. And then similar to you, I picked back up on it in my like early to mid twenties. So, and now I feel like I'm just like learning more about the actual, like the actual way it works versus like when I was a preteen, I thought it was more like, Oh, you just have to think about it. And that's it. It seems like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I think that's cool that you brought that up that, it's not just up here. Like you have to feel it too. And I think that's something that I'm also just learning about is that not only do you have to think about what you want, you also have to feel how that would feel to have it and yeah. then take the action necessary also. Yeah, a hundred percent. that's the only way to do it. You know, uh, positive expectation, positive belief, and then just take action towards your goal, no matter how long it takes. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that you brought up some common misconceptions, but if you have any other common misconceptions that you want to bring up, I'd love to hear it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, really the main one is just this, this opinion that is just simply magic, you know, that you can simply just think a thought um, and then it'll eventually come into your life. A lot of people use that concept of, oh, you think a thought and it'll come into your life as kind of a scapegoat to not do the work. You know, so for instance, people want to become this or that or the third, and they just simply think that by thinking about it, it'll happen. But no, you still need to go out, do the work, make the connections, Um, you know, no matter what your goal is, let's say you want to be an artist, create a good portfolio, connect with other artists, uh, try your best to get into, you know, particular companies that are staples in the industry. All of these different things are important in terms of accomplishing what you want to accomplish at the end of the day. But with the right thought process, 
it's essentially like the thought process is a key that will open the door, right? But you can't necessarily put the key in the door and not turn it. The turning it is the action that you need to take to get through the door. So a lot of people have their key in the door, but they're not turning it because they think, oh, well, if I just put the key in, it'll just open the door. But that's not how it works. You need to take the action and open the door with the key to go in. And I think that was like a really good way to explain it. And also, I think another like common misconception that you also brought up is that this like magic way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was watching one of your TikTok videos and you were addressing that. And I think that you explained it in a really nice way that the law of attraction isn't the only law that we have to abide by. Yes, it is a law, but and is rooted in science, but there's so many other laws as well that we have to abide by. And I think the example that you gave in that video was like, for example, I can't just jump off this balcony or this building and just think that, you know, or try to manifest that using the law of attraction that I'll be, I'll be safe. I'll be okay. Because you have to abide by the law of gravity as well. So I liked how you explained that in that video. hundred percent. Um, and there's, you know, there is, um, there's laws that supersede other laws, you know? So for instance, law of gravity, if I jump off the balcony, obviously, you know, I can't fly. So that's not going to happen. Um, but there is the law of lift, you know, in terms of, if I, uh, you know, go into the air in an airplane, that airplane's not going to fall. So the law of lift supersedes the law of gravity, you know, depending on obviously particular proportions and things like that, uh, airplane jet fuel and, you know, the mechanics of an airplane. But there are laws that can supersede that. Uh, law of attraction supersedes every single law that we have simply because it's a fundamental law of the universe. And at the end of the day, everything is simply just energy. I've, I've gotten to the point in my life now where everything that I look at Obviously, I see physical, uh, you know, attributes, but I literally see it, you know, and I guess you could say in my third eye as energy, because I understand the fundamental concept that what I think about on a consistent daily basis will be brought into my life. Um, and so far, just, you know, based on what I've accomplished in my life, that's held true for me. And it hasn't, it hasn't changed. And that's what I, what I hold true every single day. Yeah, I think that's really amazing to hear that. And I can relate to this too, that the law of attraction has literally, and the more I learn about it, it has literally shifted the way I perceive the entire world mm. and people around me and myself too, and like my family and my loved ones. And you just brought that up too in your personal experience as well. So I think that's something that's really cool about it. Another thing that's awesome is that it's literally rooted in science, which yeah. we've been talking about. So people that are more like logical minded or they really, really are into science. Like this is something that's not like made up or magical. Like we've yeah, been it's saying, not, not very magic. <laughs> it's literally rooted in science. And like, you can see it throughout history with like famous scientists, like Sir Isaac Newton. He knew about the law of attraction. I know Albert Einstein, he also spoke about it. So I think that's, what's really cool about it too. Yeah, Nikola Tesla, he has a very good quote. Uh, it's a quote that says, and excuse me if I'm uh, mismatching it here, but in the universe, there is a core where we receive all inspiration, knowledge, and ideas. I've not penetrated into this core, but I know that it exists. That's like word for word, the quote, because I've seen it so many times. But you know, Nikola Tesla was also aware that there's some sort of force or energy or guiding factor, whatever you want to call it, God, creator, force, energy, you know, whatever you want to put as the label, it exists. It is, it is here. It has always been here. It pervades all space, all time for all of eternity. 
And it's just a fact scientifically. So it's just, it's really, really awesome when you look at the science of it, because then it really clicks. Yeah. I think that's another thing that's so cool about it is that it's literally universal, like mm-hmm. pun intended <laughs> because yeah, literally universal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Cause like no matter what your religion is or like what your beliefs are, whether you're a spiritual person or whatever, Mm-hmm. It literally can apply to everybody, which yeah. is another really cool thing about it, too. Exactly. And it's it's cool when you get into the spiritual factors of it, because in a lot of the spiritual books, uh, whether we're talking about the Vedas, whether we're talking about the Quran, the Bible, um, you know, Buddhist uh, principles, there's a lot of, you know, uh, God creator, you know, is one and the same as man. God made uh, man in the image of himself. There's a lot of just kind of phrases or scriptures or passages that hints towards, you know, God is everywhere, omnipresent at all times, forever, for all of eternity. And when you look at energy, it's present at all times, forever, for all of eternity. So when I think of it like that, I'm like, you know, energy equals God, God equals energy is kind of one in the same, you know, but we've, we've come to know, you know, I guess you'd say, uh, and, and depending on your vernacular of God, God, creator, energy, whatever you want to call him, um, we've come to know that as something that's, outside of ourselves, you know, like for, for me, for instance, I grew up in a Christian background. I was taught, um, you know, make sure you pray to God every single night to, you know, whether you want to do this or that, or to heal your suffering or your pains, things like that. But the way I was taught was to pray as if it was something outside of, like God was something outside of myself, you know, like he was, uh, everybody knows the stereotypical image of, you know, God on a cloud with a nice gray beard and things like that. Um, but what I've come to realize is he's, he's in here. You know, he's, um, you know, something in inside of yourself. So it's not necessarily something outside of yourself. I think through society and through time, we've gotten so disconnected from the interior connection to God um, that we've we've forgotten that in order to talk to him, he's right here. We just have to use our thoughts, you know, instead of instead of going outside of ourselves and hoping, you know, that an outside exterior force will help us. I really, really like that point. Because I remember growing up, I was raised Muslim, so we refer to God as Allah. And so I remember being taught, like, in our religious education classes, and also by, like, family members and community members, that Allah is always watching you. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if you go in a closet and you're, like, doing something bad, he can still see you. And I think, like, that created a like a fear inside of me. Yeah. And I think like that I related to what you were saying about how we've, how we were taught that God is something outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like for me, it, it was that fear. And I think that interferes with the law of attraction, because if you're taught from a young age to always fear God, I think that could conflict with you manifesting and using the law of attraction in a healthy way too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, this, you know, the law of attraction is, you know, as I said, as we know, it's a law. Um, So the thing is, is like, whether you're, you know about it or not, whether you believe in it or not, um, whether you're using it out of fear or out of hope or optimism or not, um, you use it regardless, you know? So the person who is 60 years old, heard about law of attraction when he was 20, just didn't believe it and just went on and lived his life and never looked at a law of attraction book, heard anything about law of attraction in general. He uses it regardless because he thinks every single day. You know, so it's it's kind of a thing where it's like no matter what you believe, it's what ends up happening in your life because it's just it's a law. So, (laughs) 
Exactly. Yeah. And like, what are some like different, I know on your TikTok, you have a lot of videos where you like suggest different techniques that people can use mm -hmm. to use the law of attraction. But if you want to just like list out some of your favorite ones. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, well, so my, my personal perception on that is, and I will always, you know, stay true to this is there's only one method forever for all time. That's it. Point blank end of story. Um, and this method is simply focusing on what you want to achieve as often as you can, as consistent as you can. And there's a reason why I say that because scientifically and spiritually, as well as energetically wise in our minds, we have what's called a neural pathway. A neural pathway is what helps form new habits in your day-to-day -day activities. Um, and we have neurons and neurons are the essentially formation of habits in your day-to-day -day activities. So for instance, if I have a habit of coming home every day from work and playing video games for four hours every single day for five, six, seven, eight years, that neural pathway and that neuron of me coming home, playing video games every single day is very large. It's very, very big. The reason it's very hard for people to change their habits and their behaviors is simply because that neural pathway and that neuron is extremely large, right? So in order to really, I guess you could say, utilize law of attraction and utilize uh, these concepts, you need to scientifically and literally human biologically wise is build a new neuron and neural pathway in your brain. And you do that by consistently focused on habit and repet repetition. That's the only way you can change a habit. That's the only way you can change your day-to-day uh, -day activities as if you focus very intensely on building that neural pathway and that neuron. And that's not an easy feat. It takes a little bit of time because as I said, habits are number one, really hard to form. And two, they're really hard to break. But if you focus on whatever habit you want to achieve, uh, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's reading something every day, whether it's producing content every day or, or networking every day, whatever habit you want to form, if you do that every single day consistently over a long duration of time, that neural pathway and that neuron is going to build very, very large. Now, once that neural pathway and that neuron builds extremely large, going back to what we said about frequencies, when you're focused on that, you're consistently sending the frequency, right? So let's say, and I love using you know, my news reporter concept as, as a good, good kind of foundation, but when I wanted to become a news reporter, I was consistently focused on, I just can't wait to become a successful news reporter. I'm so grateful I'm on the path to become a successful news reporter. And these things I'm saying is literally what I said in my own mind. I'm so thankful that I'm on the path to networking with really, really professional news reporters who can be mentors of mine. I was focused on this every single day for long durations of time. And when I say long durations of time, I, I don't mean like an hour or two hours or three hours or four hours. I literally mean as actively as I could think in my, in my uh, thought process. Because one, as I said, you need to build the neuron and that only happens by habit and repetition. And two, you need to send the frequency out. So as, as we know, every thought that you have produces a frequency. So number one, the, the consistent thoughts that you have, build that neuron, build the neural pathway. Number two, they send a consistent frequency. And number three, once that neuron does get large enough, once the neuron is you know, very well formed to where it's a habit that you do every day now automatically, you're automatically sending that frequency because it's automatically um, your autopilot, I guess you could say, because the subconscious mind controls 95% of our behavior. So if we can enter and change our subconscious mind, we change 95% of our behavior, which increases our output dramatically. Um, you know, that's 95% of the things you do every single day just automatically on autopilot. So whether you're used to getting up and you know maybe just having a donut and uh, playing video games, let's say, 
you can change that process and that habit by consistently changing your day-to-day activities over a long duration of time. It's not an easy thing to do, but it is possible. It is doable. And I know because I've three and a half years ago, that's when I started, I guess you could say this journey of changing my habits. So it's very, very doable to do, but it does take time. Yeah. It's kind of like a muscle. And the, I've used that metaphor a lot on this podcast too. And guests have used it as well, that it's like anything, right? You have to exercise it. You have to train it. It's not going to happen just overnight. It's like a muscle. So but it's like in your brain. So it's like a brain muscle <laughs> and you have to like, condi- it's like classical conditioning too. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm like, that made me think of like in the psychology 101, when you learn about like classical conditioning and stuff like that, it's kind of, it's similar to that in a sense too. Yeah. Very, very similar. And I mean, you know, if you go to the gym uh, every day for a month, you won't get that big, but if you go to the gym every day for the next six, seven, eight months, your life's changed. Same exact thing with this. Um, it does take time, you know, just how it takes time to build muscle and to, uh, you know, uh, achieve that dream body that you want to build. But with consistent effort every day, consistently over a long duration of time, 100% possible. Exactly. Yeah. And I find personally, I find your TikTok videos to be like super helpful. I use that gratitude exercise that you mentioned in, in a few of your videos a lot. And mm-hmm. that's been really helpful for me. And also something that I've learned in my 20s now that I didn't know in my preteens when I first learned about the law of attraction was that it's and we've mentioned this before too it's about like your intention as well so like yes be grateful put that gratitude out there but then also reflect on what your true intentions are with what you're asking for too and that's been helpful for me in my personal experience like with this podcast with like my career with just life in general like relationships you know um just like thinking about what that intention is and then also like i think i saw this in one of your videos too believing that you deserve it Mm -hmm. i think that's a huge thing too exactly exactly because if you can't believe then you won't get it you know in in prayer like literally prayer is ask believe receive it's not ask and then receive it's not ask a question and then receive or ask and uh i don't know if it's going to happen and then receive it's ask 100 percent believe you know, 100% in and of yourself, like, okay, this is going to happen. You know, I can accomplish this. And you genuinely believe just the exact same way, like you believed when you were a kid, that the next day Santa Claus was coming. You know, no one, no one questioned that when they were children, we just thought, okay, there's presents under the tree. We just knew that it was a believability that was extremely absurd for us. And that's the exact same way that people need to think about law of attraction, forming new habits, uh, and just their life in general, is you genuinely need to 100% believe. And the reason that I guess you'd say law of attraction doesn't work for certain individuals is because their goals are very, very large, right? A lot of people have big goals. They want to accomplish a lot of things in their life. For someone to say, you know, oh, I I want to be a millionaire. A lot of people want to be a millionaire, you know, but for some people who say that they can't genuinely believe it in and of themselves. So a key that I've found and that I've used is you need to break your goal down. So maybe you can't believe you can be a millionaire, but do you believe you can make a hundred dollars a weekend? You know, do you mean, do you believe you can make a dollar a day? And if that's what you can believe, then you need to start there. Because once you do make that hundred dollars a weekend, then you're like, oh, wow, I made a hundred dollars a weekend. Well, if I can make a hundred dollars a weekend, can I make $300 a weekend? Mm-hmm. You know, then you can believe that. Then you go to the 300. Well, wow, I made 300. Well, if I can make 300, I can definitely make 600. And then it's a, it's a progress. It's, it's kind of like you have to start from the point of your believability, but as you continually make progress, that believability will grow. 
Mm, yeah, I like the example of like, think about when you were a kid and what that felt like, like at Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Now that the more we talk about this, the more I'm like thinking out loud that it would be so much easier for a kid to use the law of attraction than an adult. <laughs> because I feel like as a kid, you're just like, I'll believe anything, you know, like anything's possible. But then slowly as you become an adult, you kind of lose that a little yeah. bit. And then you have to kind of convince yourself and take small steps like you just broke it down to kind of get yourself to even get to the point where you're like, I actually believe that I can do this. And it's kind of interesting to me to see how we kind of lose that. We have that as kids, but then we kind of lose that when we turn into adults, which is which is really mind blowing. Yeah, it is. It is mind blowing. But I mean, it comes from the fact that, you know, society is essentially constructed to kind of keep us down. You know, society is essentially constructed and ah, you can't achieve that. Ah, you can't do that. Ah, Are you sure you can do that? Well, my friend tried that and it didn't work. Or, you know, there's a lot of excuses that people use to kind of keep others down as well as keep themselves down. You know, so for someone who um, who their desire is to become sober, you know, let's say they're an alcoholic. They're like, uh, you know, well, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom was an alcoholic. My grandmother, you know, all these people in my family were alcoholics. So I'm an alcoholic. But if they cognizantly, you know, tried to change that belief system that, okay, yeah, maybe my family was alcoholics, but I'm going to be the first to change that, then they can change that. But it's a lot of subconscious just beliefs that have been ingrained in people for years. And like, like I said earlier, it's very hard to change a habit. And that those beliefs are habits, you know, those are consistent beliefs that you believe in of yourself, your life, your overall kind of uh, vision that you have for your life and your your overall roadmap. Um, So it's very hard to change those habits, but it is definitely doable. Yeah. And I want to circle back a little bit to when we were talking about energy and vibrational frequency. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you talked a bit about what that is exactly. But if you have any tips on how people can, quote unquote, raise their vibrational frequency, I know one of the ways is just to watch what you eat, like to be very mindful about what you're eating. And that's something that I've been trying to work on is trying to eat like more natural foods and just like foods that give me just like that energy instead of kind of weigh me down. Um, So what are some other tips that you have for listeners if they want to raise their frequency? For sure. Um, Well, if you want to, you know, raise your frequency, uh, you definitely need to, you need to smile all the time. Because when you smile, there's a lot more, and I'm going to be a little mismatched on this particular aspect, but there's a lot more neurons that you need to use and and not neurons. I want to say nerve cells that you need to use when you smile versus when you frown. When you smile, it's a lot easier to use those nerve cells than it is to, to frown because you use more when you frown versus when you smile. So kind of take that back. I said the opposite, but overall smiling will help a lot because once you smile, your whole mood can change. If you're smiling and you're consistently thinking about what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for, it's going to raise your frequency to an immense degree, especially if you can keep on with that thought pattern consistently throughout the day. And when I say throughout the day, like throughout the entire week, every single day, but if you can smile look at the bright side of life, genuinely be aware that you are in the present moment, a lot of people are on autopilot. So a lot of people wake up, okay, I have to have breakfast, I got to take a shower, then I got to go to work, and then I got to come home, and then I got to go to the gym, and then I have dinner, and then go to sleep. And then next thing, breakfast, uh, go to the gym, you know, they're on autopilot. So they're not cognizantly in the moment, they're not present, they're not aware. 
You know, if you can increase your awareness just by taking a second and just pausing, being like, wow, I'm here in this life. I'm here wherever you are, uh, looking up at the sky, looking at the area that you are, looking at your particular circumstance and genuinely being thankful. Because just the fact that like we are here and, and, and I don't mean like here as in like, oh, we're alive, but like just the fact that we're here is absolutely absurd. I don't think a lot of people think like the odds of being born as a human being are one in 400 trillion. So you have a better chance of winning the lottery multiple times. And I'm talking like a big bucks lottery multiple times than you do of being born a human being. So when you put it into perspective like that, you have so much to be grateful for and thankful for in terms of understanding like, wow, you were given this life. And whether we were given it through, you know, God or Allah or creator or energy or just the big bang happened, however it came to be, the fact that you're here breathing cognizantly aware means the world, you know, so you have so much opportunity, so much um, to be thankful for and grateful for in this life, no matter if you have zero dollars in your bank account, no matter if you know, you're on the verge of homelessness, no matter what circumstance you're going through in your life, there's so much to be grateful for because you can breathe. And I think that in, in terms of what kind of motivates me in terms of raising my vibrational frequency and helping others raise their vibrational frequency is you need to put things in perspective because there's so much goodness in this world and so much opportunity and so much to be grateful for that it's, it's very easy to be happy when you, you switch your mindset towards Oh, uh, you know, I got an F on my test or I didn't get accepted to this job or this college rejected me instead switching that towards, okay, I didn't get accepted to this job. That means a better job's around the corner. Oh my God, getting excited about that. You know, okay, I didn't go to get accepted to this college. Well, why is that? There, that must be a reason because I'm going to go to another college, maybe meet more friends there, maybe network, maybe make new connections, maybe even get a great internship through that college. Like there's so many different facets of thankfulness and gratefulness that people can implement but they're so focused on, oh, this didn't work out. You know, so if you can change that perception, then you'll change and raise your vibrational frequency. As well as smiling more really, really helps. And I know that sounds like so cheesy and cliche, but genuinely, like it really helps. Yeah, no, I like that. I like those tips a lot. And also it just reminds me of mindfulness because mm -hmm. I recently have been reading a lot. I think it's like Tech Nat Han, that's the author's name. But mm -hmm. he talks a lot about like meditation and mindfulness but he says, which I personally find meditation to be super helpful in helping me exercise my mindfulness muscle. But yeah. something that we discussed before with the common misconceptions and something that I'm learning too, and that the author says as well, that you can't just stop your mindfulness at the end of your meditation. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool that you use meditation to get you kind of like exercising that. But when you're done with your meditation, you got to carry that out into your everyday too. So like, I think there's a book that I really like by him called Peace is in Every Step. And oh, wow. I really recommend that book. And he literally says like, even when you're walking down the street, just to like, remember that every step you're taking, just be mindful of that and just be present with every step that you're taking on the earth yeah. and how you have to carry that outside of your meditation as well. Because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, I've, I've done this is like, I am present in my meditation and then that's it. And then like out in the world, not doing that. And that wasn't working for me. And th this is why exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I, I personally, like, I don't meditate at all. I'm just mindful. I would say just every single moment. Uh, I just, I'm just very aware that this is a gift, you know, and I want to utilize it and take, take the most out of this gift that I can. 
you know, so I'm very, very present of every moment because at the end of the day, ideally, we all want to live long lives and, you know, be happy and things like that. But you, you never know. So at the end of the day, you have to enjoy genuinely every single moment that you have. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to like find what works for you. And because everyone's like different. Everybody has even with the law of attraction, it is so universal. But also like people are so diverse and different. So I feel like even these tips that we're giving are really helpful. But if people find ways that are helpful for them, exactly for it. But I think overall, just staying present, being grateful. I think those are just like staple universal things that can apply to everybody. For sure. Yeah, easily. Because everybody has at least one thing they can be grateful for. That's the thing. Yeah. At least one thing you can be grateful for. You know, whether that's I'm so pumped that I have shoes, you know, because there's someone out there that doesn't have shoes and hasn't had shoes for months. So, you know, there's always something that someone can be grateful for. Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and I love talking about positivity. And I personally like try to stay positive all the time. But that's not possible because we are a human being. So sometimes we can't think positive or it's just really tough to. Um, and then I know that there's this topic of toxic positivity. And mm -hmm. I know you address this on your TikTok too. So for listeners that don't know what that is, what is toxic positivity and why do you think it's problematic? Yep. So essentially what toxic positivity is, is when you're trying to be positive, when interiorly you're feeling extremely negative, as well as your exterior circumstances. So whether, uh, for instance, you know, you're behind on rent, uh, you can't pay the bills, um, you have no money. And I'm just using extreme circumstances, but general uh, negative circumstances that happen. And you tell yourself, you know, this is fine. Uh, things are going to be good. Good things are always going to happen to me. But interiorly, you feel horrible. You know, that in and of itself is toxic positivity. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily know how to navigate around that toxic positivity because they want to be positive. Of course, we all do. But it comes to a degree where they're being a delusional type of positive. So I think a better way to kind of handle that is to say, you know, let's say, for instance, you're behind on, on bills or something. You know, you can address that issue. Like, look, I know I'm behind on bills right now. OK, it's an unfortunate circumstance that I'm in right now. But I have no idea how things are going to work out for me, but I know it's going to work out in my best interest. I know it's going to work out to my ultimate advantage. So you can genuinely kind of recognize like, yeah, things aren't good. But as long as you can look forward to the future and say things aren't good in my present circumstances, but my future circumstances are going to be a lot better than my present circumstances. I like to say... Um, Life is like a radar screen. And this is, I apply this to the law of attraction a lot as well. We can only see what's in our current radar screen, right? So um, we can only see what's in our current circumstances. But unbeknownst to us, there's a lot of things off of our radar screen that are going to come into our life that we have no idea about. So if we can cognizantly recognize, like, look, right now it's not too good, but I know there's something better around the corner. Because I'm sure, and I'm sure this happened to you as well where something really negative will happen, right? And it looks like it's the end of the world. It looks like, how am I going to get through this situation? But eventually, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not next month, but eventually a circumstance or a person or an idea or something will present itself to make that negative circumstance um, even more of a positive circumstance. A good, I guess, example that I can use for this is February, I got laid off uh, for my job. So in Boston, I was working as a digital marketer for a digital marketing company in Boston. And I had just gotten a promotion as a content marketing specialist. I was going to start the position 
maybe in the next month or so. And I was very excited. It came with a 10K pay raise. I was really pumped. Um, and I loved social media, content creation, things like that. And this was a good opportunity to get my feet wet in content creation, get it on my resume as an official title and really kind of succeed in that industry, in that field. But I got laid off before I could even start the new position. I got laid off, had to leave my apartment in Boston. I had to sell all of my stuff. A very negative circumstance, <laughs> a very negative circumstance. But that happened so that I could move to Miami, that I could start TikTok, that I could move here and like get hired to build social media followings for companies. You know, live in Miami, have great roommates. Uh, I'm looking at a very impeccable view right now. You know, all of those things happen, those negatives happen so I could leave Boston to come here and really do what I love. Because now I'm like legit just doing what I love, you know? Um, and it's really, really awesome. But it wouldn't would have never happened if I didn't get laid off and had to leave my apartment in Boston and sell all my furniture and, you know, do all these negative things in the moment that I was like, wow, this is so negative. You know, uh, this is very unfortunate, but it had to happen so I could have all of these things that I have currently. I love that. So you kind of have to like, no matter how rough things are going in your life, if you just got laid off, like the example you gave, because you have to acknowledge that this is tough. Um, yeah, as like, as a therapist, I'm going to definitely mention this, that we always tell our clients, like, you have to feel your feelings, like mm -hmm. all of them, all of the feelings, feel all of them. Because I feel like that's the thing with toxic positivity too, is when people try to be so positive that they just, dis they dismiss what they're currently feeling. Exactly. And then that kind of just, that can get very problematic and kind of conflict with the law of attraction and stuff as well. And just like, daily life and, and mental health too. So exactly. it's important to acknowledge that what you're going through is tough, feel your feelings, whatever, whatever they are. And then I like what you mentioned is that try to trust that the universe has something greater planned for you. And yeah. that maybe this tough thing, this negative thing that happened is a part of your law of attraction, like what you're attracting. Maybe yeah. like, you, like the example you gave, like you were using the law of attraction but you lost that job. So I feel like a lot of people might get discouraged. Like I was using the law of attraction. I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but I lost my job. Like it's not working, but it actually is working because it opened up more doors for you, which is what you actually want to attract in the first yeah, place. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you know, with the law of attraction, there's a lot of like, I guess you'd say synchronicities or signs, um, you know, that happen. And I just want to show because I wrote this and I'll show you right now. I wrote this in my notes to, on February 25th, 2020. I wrote this in my notes and I'll show you right here. So I, I, I wrote, I keep seeing the same 111, 222-333-777-555-1111, et cetera. What does it mean? I've seen what Google says, but what answers does it give me? I know I'm vibrating high, but what message does this tell me? This was on February 20th, 25th, 2020. Uh, I got laid off on February 28th, 2020. Wow. So- yeah. So that was, it was, it was, you know, a couple days span, you know, and that when I, when I looked, I, I didn't even realize that until once I moved to Florida, because uh, I didn't look back at that note until I came here to, to add more notes because other things were happening. And I looked and I was like, wow, this was a couple of days after, before I got laid off. So just the fact that I wrote that in my notes and then a couple of days later got laid off, it just goes to show that no matter if it's a positive or it's a negative, it's leading you down your path. Um, I like to say that there's no, and this may be a controversial thing to say, there's no negatives or positives in life. It just kind of, 
life just responds to you and what you're putting out in terms of like thoughts, frequencies, things like that. So if you're putting out a consistent thought pattern, something negative could happen in your life, but that negative needed to happen. So the massive positive could come, you know? So that's why I'm always like when negative things happen or positive things happen, I try not to look at it as, Oh, this is negative or this is positive. I try to look at it as this is, is what it is. And it's leading me down my path, regardless if it's massively positive or if it's massively negative, because they all lead down the same path. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that note that you wrote. I think it's like cool to see the perspective and the context behind your story. Cause I know you've been sharing your personal experiences so far, but it's cool to see like a piece of your writing that came from that context. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Also, uh, listeners know this. I love to talk about social justice a lot on this podcast. And again, Mm -hmm. I see everything as interconnected. Law of attraction, I don't see different than that. So um, a question that I have for you is something that I myself don't know, and I'm really curious to know more about, and I'm sure listeners might also be curious, is how can we use the law of attraction to dismantle systems of oppression and also like racial injustice and to fight that because we have to acknowledge what's going on in the world right now um, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, We're also in a global pandemic. So how can we use the law of attraction to kind of add to that as well? Yeah. So in terms of, you know, especially systematic oppression, things like that, it goes, it goes very, 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 very deep. Um, This is the thing. So, you know, in terms of, you know, African-Americans in America that are oppressed, uh, maybe have faced, you know, police brutality, you know, all these different things that we see in the news. The thing with it is, is the African-American demographic, whether, you know, born here or whether, you know, came here from another country, it has been oppressed for a very long time, systematically, Um, you know, going back to, honestly, slavery days. It's been oppressed for a very long time. With that oppression, it has created a generational, I guess you could say, mind block, where now when, you know, young African-American kids grow up, they're automatically hearing the stories of things that are going on to people that look just like them. You know, their parents are telling them, hey, be careful, you know, when you walk around police or uh, be careful when you're doing this, that or the third. They're consistently told that. And this isn't, you know, just in our generation. This is generations past, generations before. And, um, you know, it's been going on for a long time. So since that has been happening, it's created a subconscious belief, I guess you could say, in terms of a cap. So subconsciously, we're passing it down to our children, you know, uh, Americans, America's uh, isn't like necessarily the American dream. You know, America isn't necessarily fair towards African-Americans. America uh, isn't necessarily fair in terms of police brutality and bringing justice to, you know, the policemen that did horrible things and things like that. So because of that, the younger generation and the current generation, as well as the older generation, have that in their subconscious mind. And since it's in the subconscious mind, that's very hard to change, especially when it's a generational systematic issue. What we can do Uh, to change that. And it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of work, because this is something that has been ironed in the the mindset of a whole people, a whole race for a very, for hundreds of years. You know, this has been, this has been ironed into, into the subconscious for hundreds of years. Um, And one thing that, you know, scientifically is when we're born, we uh, inherit particular belief systems from our parents, regardless of whether we know it or not. So just because of the fact that the DNA strands that we inherit heredity wise has been so fine tuned 
towards particular aspects. So for instance, you know, when we were cavemen, we passed down the heredity of we need to survive. You know, um, there's tigers out in the in the wilderness. There's lions out in the wilderness. We need to do this, that, and the third. The same way how uh, birds fly south every year. Did their parents tell them that? You know, or was it something that was put into their DNA and its instinct? So it's the same exact thing in terms of systematic oppression and things like that. Is it's now become more of an instinct um, because of the fact that it's been taught now for generations. You know that this is how life is. This is how America is, and this is. Uh, the issues that we face currently. The best way that we can change that is truly through a, a huge systematic reform. And in terms of that systematic reform, I don't know if we need to focus on the government. I don't know if we need to focus on the police. I don't know if we need to focus on the education system or what we have to do, but there needs to be a system in place that replicates, and I'm sorry, not replicates, but replaces that, that subconscious belief of, oh, there's a problem with America. Uh, America is very uh, systematically oppressed towards particular racists. Uh, I'm sorry, races. Um, you know, there's racists in, in general in America, things like that. If we can change that belief from this generation to the future generations, then we can stop systematic oppression. Um, and not only, you know, in uh, the African-American community or the Hispanic community, but in all communities, you know, regardless of what your creed is, background is, um, you know, religion is regardless. If we can change it in total, starting from the children uh, in terms of teaching them, then we can change the world in the future because the kids are going to be the future. You know, one day in 30, 40, 50 years, you know, the little two-year-old now, he's president of the United States, you know, and we don't know who that two-year-old is right now. But if we can teach that two-year-old who will one day in 30 years become the president to be a compassionate, caring, uh, you know, good human being, then that goes a long way in terms of changing the future and changing this systematic oppression that has been uh, happening for generations now, you know? So, um, and as I said, I don't know if it needs to be the education system or police reform or, um, you know, just the way money works in America. However way we can do it, it starts with educating the youth. What I've found is it's very hard to change when you're older. So, you know, the, the older demographic, whether 40, 50, 60, 70, it's very hard to change when you're, when you're that old. But when you're younger, it's very easy to change you. So if we can focus on the youth and change their beliefs, we change the future. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for speaking on that. Um, I acknowledge that that's like a really tough topic, especially with everything going on. So thank you for sharing your thoughts about that. And mm -hmm. I really like what you said, um, or what I got from what you said is like, it has to be kind of a community thing mm -hmm. because this is something like so far we've been talking about the individual and what you can attract in your individual life, but something like a topic like systemic oppression and racial mm -hmm. injustice, these are beyond the individual. It's like so rooted in our systems and our country since like day one that this country was quote yeah. unquote founded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's been rooted in that. So I like how you brought up that, you know, there has to be some changes in the entire system. Like, I have a whole episode on defunding the police because I think that's definitely something that would help with that. And taking that money and putting it into education or mental health resources, because I can imagine that if you are constantly seeing in the world that people that look like you are being treated differently and are actually being harmed um, constantly by the systems that are supposed to protect you, 
I can imagine how that would be so difficult to try to be like, well, I'm just going to think positive, you know? So um, I like how we also talked about, it has to be, some things have, some things like this have to be like a community led effort too. Yep. Very, very true. And the thing with a community led effort um, in terms of law of attraction, and I know we're not necessarily talking about law of attraction at the moment, but there's something called the mastermind uh, in terms of law of attraction. And it's when two or more people are focused on something intensely uh, a third mind enters. I don't know where this third mind comes from, but it enters and it excels your progress to a rapid degree. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, kind of goes back to Nikola Tesla's quote, but yeah, I've, I've experienced it in my own life and it's, it's very, very crazy. So if we could enable the community and it doesn't necessarily have to be telling the whole community, Hey guys, law of attraction, you know, but if we can enable the community to be more positive, more optimistic, um, and just more together in their lives day to day, then we can overall change the world, not only because now the community is more positive, but because of the fact that the mastermind comes into play and it just accelerates that that progress. Yeah, imagine like since we all individually have our own vibrational frequency like we've been talking about, imagine now if we apply that to the entire community and everyone vibrates that same frequency Imagine how powerful that could be with all of those energies combined. Yeah, it would be, it would be, that's like a dream world. <laughs> you know, it would be very, very, very nice. That would be very awesome. But of course, that's going to take time. You know, there's billions of people on the planet. So it's going to take, you know, a, a consistent amount of effort, community building and, and, you know, time and energy to make that happen. Do I think it's possible? Definitely. Overnight, no. But do I do think it's possible? For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you for acknowledging that because I can be I can be very, very positive sometimes. And, and it, it is it's good to be that. But also like it's it's very real also that yeah, that's definitely cool. Like that that's a good thing to aim for, but it is gonna take time and a lot of work and effort has to go into that uh, with the community too. So I think I think probably the easiest way to make that happen, and I because I, I think sometimes in terms of time efficiency, uh, the easiest easiest way to make that happen is if, and I know this is probably never going to happen, um, but if you could gather all of the kids it, just in the entire world and like teach them all, you know, and and we'd have to appoint someone, I guess, someone who's like very pure, I suppose, to teach them. But if you could do that. And instilling them these 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 thoughts, these uh, you know uh, positive mindsets, and just overall being fair to every other human being, then we could change the world that way. Um, but in terms of you know everybody in the world, because there's people you know who were brought up in a time where black people had to go drink water at another water fountain or couldn't go to a school or couldn't you know, so they're very uh, that that mindset is ingrained you know in their behavior and their beliefs and things like that. So. To change an individual like that is very hard because that's just, that's how they are their entire life. But if you start from an individual's starting point in life, you can change it very easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. And also like, you know, I'm going to make you talk about mental health. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I know we talked about uh, a little bit earlier, how the law of attraction can be used to improve mental health. But I would love to hear your thoughts on that to dive a little bit deeper into that, too. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Um, I mean, in terms of mental health, you know, people who are suffering from depression, people who are suffering from a consistent sadness, I think it's extremely important for them to realize um, that what they're going through, you know, and not to say like, oh, what you're going through isn't a big deal, because for sure, you know, it is an issue. It is something that needs to be addressed. 
But if you can switch just that thought process, just that perception, just that viewpoint from, uh, this is, you know, unfortunate, this sucks. I hate my life to, wow, you know what? I have a water bottle. Um, wow. You know what? I at least have parents who love me. Wow. You know what? I at least have food in my fridge that I can eat. There's a lot of different things that you can shift that mindset over to, to, to increase your gratefulness and your thankfulness, um, as well as reprogramming your subconscious mind. Uh, I think a lot of people, why they stay in a depressed state is because it's a lot easier to pay attention to those depressed thoughts than it is to switch your mindset towards those positive thoughts. Because the depressed thoughts that you have, those thoughts are very, the, the neuron, <laughs> going back to the subconscious, the neuron for those thoughts is very large. You know, so the, the, the habit in terms of thinking, pressing thought and just depressing situations is very large. So of course, it's, it's an issue to try to change that when you're so used to thinking in that particular process. But if you can actively, and it doesn't need to, how I always say like, oh, consistently over a long duration of time every day, it doesn't need to always be like that. You know, like ideally, yes, in terms of law of attraction and things like that. But if you're really battling depression, if you can switch your thought process for an hour, you know, if you can gradually for, you know, today, I'm going to think 30 minutes a day positively for the whole week. The next week, you know, I'm going to increase that to an hour positively for the whole week. You know, next week, two hours. If you can gradually start to do that, you will start to change your thought process, change your mindset and change your life. But it starts with recognizing the other side in terms of the negative thoughts that you have, realizing there's positive uh, attributes in your life that you can focus on. And then what you focus on overall expands. So I think in terms of mental health, one thing that is very crucial to understand is life and thoughts in terms of mental health is like a magnifying glass. So what you magnify in terms of your thoughts, if you focus on with your magnifying glass, those dark, depressed, uh, you know, sad thoughts, you're only going to get more dark, depressed, sad thoughts. But if you can take your uh, magnifying glass and shine it a little bit on those positive thoughts, it's going to start to magnify more positive thoughts that come into your mind. So then through that, those dark, depressed thoughts, they're going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And those positive thoughts are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because that's where your mental focus is going. That's where your mental energy is going instead of going to those dark thoughts. Um, but of course, it's a gradual process. You know, I understand when you are depressed, uh, it's very easy to think, think negative thoughts. It's very, very easy. Um, and it can be very difficult and very hard to switch that mindset. So that's why I think if you do it for five minutes a day, you know, for the whole week. If you do it and then up that to 10 minutes a day for the whole week, um, you know, I think through that way, you will see gradual process week by week, day by day in your thought patterns. And it's really just important to take those actions. And that's really, I think overall, how we can help solve that mental health, um, you know, kind of dilemma that we are facing currently, as well as, you know, in a community. Um, you know, if you have a friend that is suffering from mental health, or if you have a friend that you know is always sad or depressed or has uh, dark thoughts, talking to that individual, making that individual know that you're there for them, instilling in that individual that you believe in them, that they can accomplish what they have set forth in their mind, that the day is going to be okay. Having that positive conversation and that positive reinforcement along with, you know, as I said, the building gradually can go a long way in a short span of a year in terms of helping someone uh, increase their mindset. And I know a lot of people are like, it's gonna take me a year. A year goes by very fast. Yeah. Like for instance, 2020 is almost over. 
<laughs> you know, so we're already in September. Uh, you know, a couple more months and it's 2021. So it goes by very fast. So I feel a lot of people when they think of, you know, I want to increase, uh, you know, my my uh, mental health. I, I, st- I want to stop being depressed and thinking these sad thoughts. They look at the time that it's going to take for them to get over that hump and they get discouraged over that. But if you can say, you know, it's screw the time and focus on right now, today, day by day, the present moment, that present moment that you focus on every single day leads up to that year. You know, I, I love the saying Rome wasn't built in a day. Rome was built every day, continuously, every day over a consistent amount of time. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's how Rome was built. Same with, same with uh, the Great Wall of China. That's how it was built, not overnight. You know, so if you can focus on your daily actions and your daily thought patterns in that year span, you're going to be a whole new person. Yeah, I really like some of the points you brought up about one step at a time, like just five minutes a day, um, and then increase that, you know, incrementally as you go on. I really like that point. And then also like how if you have a friend that is suffering from depression or anxiety or other mental illness, Mm. then you can also play a part in that. Maybe you can't do the law of attraction for them, but you can instill certain feelings within them like we were discussing by, you know, saying words of encouragement or like verbal affirmations or just like, hey, how can I support you? You know, um, or yeah, what, what would what would help you out right now? Like, what can I do? Um, and I think just like doing those things is like you can you can even help other people in your life, like loved ones that are also suffering. Because I do know, like for someone who has experienced depression myself, like it can be so tough when you're just like so isolated and alone to just like try to change your way of thinking. And also people that have more severe types of depression, there's that chemical imbalance in your brain that causes you to think negatively and stuff. So um, that's why I always tell people like go to therapy, um, Mm. get, you know, if you need to be on medication, that's okay too, if that's what works for you. Um, But also implementing the law of attraction and and this as well, because like, law of attraction alone can't heal depression, which I feel like that would be awesome if it could, but, um, you know, seek out the, it's that action. It goes back to the action steps too. like do the law of attraction. Think, try to be present in the moment, try to switch your thinking about what you're grateful for. And then Mm -hmm. also seek help too. Um, and take that action necessary. If you do realize that, Hey, I'm feeling this way, it's really tough. And I am feeling depressed. I I need help, you know, to like take that action step then to get the help you need too. So yeah, I I love those points that you brought up. Thank you so much for that. No problem. Yeah, of course. And um, so lastly, I kind of just want to ask you for listeners that are skeptical about the law of attraction or vibrational frequency and all the other things that we've been talking about, what message would you want to send to listeners who are kind of apprehensive about it? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, to people who are like, uh, you know, I don't know if that is real um, no, it's, it's just, you know, fairy magic. It's just things that people believe in is number one. I would, I would really, really strongly recommend you do your research. Um, and when I say research, I don't mean research in terms of just simply law of attraction, because a lot of people, when they think of, okay, I'm going to research law of attraction, they just research, uh, you know, the simple terms of the law of attraction. They look at the secret, they look at, um, just things regarding the law of attraction in and of itself, but they forget to do the research in terms of the world. Uh, in terms of science, in terms of how the world operates, how it works, and just how, you know, we abide by particular principles that are principles that 
have been here for all time and will always be here for all time. Um, so in terms of like doing your research, I would really say start with the science first, you know, don't necessarily jump into, because there's a lot of uh, woo woo fairy magic, you know, in terms of law of attraction, unfortunately. Um, and I understand, you know, I understand why there's skeptic people. Uh, I really, really do. Because, you know, especially on TikTok, there's a lot of content on there that is, it, it, it crosses the line into, you know, a little bit of absurdity uh, in terms of logical reasoning and just logic in and of itself. So I would say do your research in terms of understanding the scientific background of the mind, of the brain, um, of the world, of energy, of the way atoms are created, and just science in general, you know, and it's funny because we all, this is something we all know, because we all took science class in what, sixth grade, you know, we all took a science class in fifth grade, and we learned in science class, there's atoms, and there's molecules, and then there's cells, and then this is the brain, and so we learned that, but it, we didn't understand how important that knowledge was. It was just kind of, oh, science class, okay, biology, cool you know, at least for me. But so, you know, having that um, as kind of a, a point of, okay, let me kind of take a step back and look at the science of the world, understand the science of the brain and the mind and just how it correlates and affects the reality of the world. Um, and then once you have that foundation down in terms of science, then you can look at the law of attraction and try to match it up with the science and see, okay, so this is the principles of the law of attraction. Okay. And this is how science works. So if you apply these principles to science, oh, I see the connection there. Oh, I see the bridge. And then if you want to go even further, looking at the science, the principles of law of attraction, and then even religion, if you're a religious person, and understanding, you know, in, in particular scriptural passages, when they say particular things, looking at the science behind of what they're saying, and then looking at what it says in law of attraction, and then you'll see there's like a bridge of connectivity. So it just makes sense a lot, especially when you look into the science. So I would say overall to any skeptics, look at the science first, you know, don't delve into the, oh, it's magic and, you know, attract what you want or attract millions. Like, don't look at that. Look at the science of the world first and then build from there. Yeah, I really like that point. And um, I'll put this in the episode notes too, but I always like to include resources for listeners that want to learn more. So mm -hmm. do you have any books? I know that you mentioned a lot on your social media about books that are really helpful for you. But do you have any specific books or material that you would want to suggest for listeners if they want to learn more? For sure. I would say uh, the number one thing, and this is if you have more of a law of attraction, like background, like you watch The Secret, things like that. Uh, number one thing that I would look at um, and number one person that I only listen to ever in terms of the law of attraction uh, is Napoleon Hill. So Napoleon Hill, just a little background on him. He was uh, a student of Andrew Carnegie's. And Andrew Carnegie, at the turn of the century, was the richest man in the world. He created the railroads, steel. Um, so, for instance, all the railroads and trains and things that we see, that all came from Andrew Carnegie. So at the turn of the century, before there were cars and before there were this and that and the third, there were trains. You know, that's how people got around was railroads. And Andrew Carnegie, along with Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, who, you know, created Ford Motor Company, which is the cars that a lot of people drive. Um, they're the ones who taught Napoleon Hill these basic concepts of the law of attraction, and he compiled them into you know numerous amounts of books. Actually, one of the books that I have right now that I'm using as a stand uh, is called The Law of Success and 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill. So that's definitely a book that I would pick up for sure. Um, but I would really, really start with uh, an audio series entitled Your Wishes, Your Command on Spotify. Uh, it's by a man named Kevin Trudeau. And it's a very, very, very in-depth informational source in terms of the law of attraction. He goes into the science of it. 
He goes into the religious texts of it. He goes into real world uh, applicable situations in terms of the law of attraction and really just delves extremely deep into it. So I would say, you know, anything by Napoleon Hill is honestly good um, as well as, and I, I might put your wishes, your command above it uh, because it's really good to hear audio sometimes. You know, a lot of people can't necessarily focus and read a book. Um, but if you can, if you're an audio person, your wishes, your command is number one, the only thing that I would recommend. And that's, that's really it. I would say like secondary people like a Bob Proctor um, or like a Neville Goddard, but at the same time, Kevin Trudeau, your wishes, your command is, is number one for me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing those resources and I'll put them in the episode notes as well for listeners. If you want to check those out. And thank you so much, Kyle, for being here. This was like such an interesting discussion. I feel like I could literally talk about this all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to have you on again in the future to like dive further about different topics um, or specifically stuff that we talked about today too. Yeah. Um, but lastly, how can people find you? I know you do, you're very active on your social media. So if people want to, you know, look you up, show you some love, how can they do that best? Sure. Um, so my TikTok is uh, Kyle Cardoza 95 and Cardoza with a C-A-R-D-O-Z-A. Um, and then my Instagram is Kyle underscore Cardoza 95, exact same spelling. And my YouTube is simply just Kyle Cardoza. Um, so you'll find me that way. Uh, I do have a lot of like content related projects coming up. Um, so as I said, I'm, I'm an entertainment reporter as well. So uh, I have an entertainment reporting company called the Online News Network. So uh, it's where I go out and interview at different festivals, events, just things that are going on in the city. So I'll be making a lot of content on that as well. But overall, that's really how you can find me. I do make a lot of announcements, like a majority of my announcements on my Instagram. And I do have a texting community as well. So if you ever wanted to join my texting community, um, it's going to be in my bio relatively soon on my Instagram. So anybody who would ever want to text me, be in contact with me, you can always join that and we can have one-on-one -on -one communication no matter where you are in the world. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds so great. I love that. I love all your projects. I love what you're doing. So you. keep it up and I'll put all that in the episode notes too. So if y'all didn't catch that, you can check that out and go follow Kyle. Look up his videos. They're awesome. <laughs> you won't regret it for sure. But thank you, Kyle, again for being here. This was so amazing. I loved having this conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's an absolute honor uh, to be invited to speak on your podcast. Uh, and I'm very, very happy that I was able to, you know, touch on particular subjects that are very important, uh, you know, and discuss those subjects. So thank you so much for uh, giving me the platform to actually address those issues and talk about things that we discussed. Yeah, of course. As always, I thank you for listening and staying tuned. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with the people in your life. I would also really appreciate if you would subscribe to Synergy Cast on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Give it a five-star rating and leave a good review mentioning what you like about the podcast. You can also follow the Instagram for updates, at SynergyCast, and I have also included that in the episode notes. I have now a new feature, which is a voice memo feature, which I am very excited about. So if you would like to send in your thoughts and your feelings or your personal experiences, feel free to record a voice memo and send it my way. 
I would love to include your voice in the next podcast episodes. Lastly, if you are willing and able, there is another new feature where you can donate however much money you want to help support SynergyCast financially. If you do choose to donate, the money would help me pay for several things. It would help me pay for myself, my own energies, my own efforts, and also the money would help pay my future guests especially people of color for their time since I believe it is very important to compensate people of color especially for their time and energy since many BIPOC which stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, have a history of being taken advantage of and underpaid or not paid at all for their efforts. So any and all ways you choose to support would be very much appreciated. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes coming your way soon. Stay safe, everyone, and take care.